Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. No one wants to listen to this. Someone just drove off the road. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. All right, Jen, so we're going backwards in time. <laughs> well, we are. <laughs> Guys, here's what happened. Jenny and I watched and covered Back to School Part 1. You all remember it. You were there. <laughs> we put it out on the main feed. We recorded our next episode. But both of us, independently of one another, skipped right over Part 2 and recorded Family Tree, which was kind of a dud of an episode. Well, I think I know what happened now that I watched this. Okay. Because I had a little, a couple minutes of it, like, watched. Like, you know how Amazon shows you yeah. what you've watched? Yep. The recap on this was so long and showed scene, full scenes that I full think scenes. I... I think I turned it on. I was like, oh, I already saw this one. Because it was shown oh. scenes from the first one. So yeah, I'm like, oh, they, I already did this one. And they don't even do, like, a last time on. No, no. They just start with scenes. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was like, oh, we already did this one. Because yeah, I think Michael I started Landon. watching it, and I was like, oh, we already did this. Hey, ghost of Michael Landon, get your shit together here. What's going there's, on? There's literally like a 25-minute recap. Yeah, it's real bad. All right, Jen, so any news up top before we jump in? No, I just want to say that this is written by Michael Landon and directed by Michael Landon. I don't think I have any news. Hey, Aim, did you watch the movie about the whale and the big wave? Yeah, I have something to report about that, guys. It's a piece of shit. Don't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) How can you fuck up a movie with Chris Hemsworth, Tommy Shelby... That's all you need. And Tom Holland was in it. The little Mm. Spider-Man dude. It's a good cast. And it has a gigantic whale in it and big waves. And who recommended this movie to you? Who do you think? Mom. (laughs) Guys, come at me if you saw In the Heart of the Sea and tell me what you think of it. I mean, it was okay. I'm not going to say it was a piece of trash. But, I mean, it wasn't good. (laughs) And it's a pretty good story. It's a great story. It was, I figured out what it is. There was no, like, there was, it was man versus nature, right? This group versus the whale. Mm-hmm. But there was no inner conflict, really. Or, like, it felt... Fa- it just wasn't well-written. The The screenplay was not well-written from the novel. Didn't... Um, was it Moby Dick based on it? Yes. As you Sup- said in our last Supposedly, episode. this story influenced um, Herman Melville to write Moby Dick. So, nailed that one. Yeah. The movie did not make the... Cut. Yeah. Okay. Um, it just... I don't know. I mean, the whale is kind of cool to see. They did a good job with that. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. All right, Jen. So let's let's dive into this. So today we're covering Little House on the Prairie. Season six. I have episode three here. That's a lie. It's episode two. Episode two. Jesus Christ. Back to school part two. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) The description reads, Laura decides that becoming a teacher will convince everyone how mature she is. But first, she must pass the graduation exam. She does receive an unexpected offer of help. But in the end, it might just ruin everything. 
I have to tell you something, Jenny. Hmm. Of all the Little House on the Prairie episodes, this is probably in my top five that I remembered. <laughs> Charles, yeah, I totally remember that. I, I need a full therapy session at the end of this episode. So I'm going to start Charles now so we can get there. Charles fucks up hard through this whole episode. Charles fucks up hard, but it also, it fucked with my head so much. Okay, let's but get this into just this. Has, this just shows how Charles needs to be working. Charles needs to be working. And, yep. and should not have time on his hands. Right. Yeah. So, Jim, we open on a way too long recap. Yes, we do. And then we pan to Willie in the corner. Willie in the corner. All right. We so, don't know why. He's just in the corner. He's just in the corner. So, Carolyn has come to... There's really a lot of noise in your background. That's a plane. <laughs> so, Carolyn has come to get Laura at school, and she's pissed. Guys, pro tip. If your mom comes to get you out of school... To drag to, you somewhere to apologize to someone else? To yell at you. That's the time you should run away. You're fucked. Run away. You're fucked. She got her out of class to yell at her. <laughs> so yeah. she drags her over to Nellie's and makes her apologize. And Laura admits what she did was on purpose and she's sorry. Harriet suggests Laura should be horse whipped within an inch of her life. Jesus. Okay, Harriet. Have you ever disciplined Nellie? Ever. No. Mm-mm. Carolyn then tells Laura she'll have to apologize to Manly. Laura flips out and refuses and does what and she bolts. does best, runs away. Yep. Back at home, the whole family, minus Carrie and Grace, are up waiting for Laura's return. And Jen, who saves the day? Shocker, Laura is missing. Who saves the day, Jen? Reverse Lafayette Beetle is on the case. Uh, you mean Jeffrey? <laughs> oh, God, I forgot his name was Jeffrey. <laughs> Reverse Lafayette Beetle, Jeffrey, Bandit, whatever you want to call this dog. So this dog suddenly springs to life and we see him heading into the drama barn, basically saying, like, guys, she's in the barn. She's been but in the barn. But, hey, hey, guys, did no one check the barn? You know what this reminds me of? I just what? thought of it. What? Guys, if you've never seen The Walking Dead, just jump ahead 30 seconds so I don't spoil anything. Sophia's in the barn! Oh, Remember? Know, right? Sophia's yeah, in God, the barn! God, that was so bad. Oh, that was so bad. God! Yes. I almost died when that happened. All right. Always check the barn. Always check the barn. Pro tip. Always check the barn. So, all right. Charles smiles and he's like, Carolyn, you go put on some tea. I'll grab her. Okay. In the drama barn, Laura's super upset. And she's just sitting there. And I thought about like, could you imagine life being this boring when you just sat in the darkness? You just sit and think? You just sat in the darkness. That was it. Like maybe, That was life. Maybe you sit and think for like 15 minutes now. Sure, but, but not like all day. No. And we don't know how to do that. Like we're the... <sighs> we're not wired for that. We're not wired for that. Like my quiet time and my thinking time and my peaceful time is like in my car driving. Yeah. With no yeah, one like else Yeah, like you're doing me. something. Yes. Like yes. you're doing something that doesn't you're require alone. you to like... Like, a lot of times I'll have, like, I have to have something going. Yes. So, like, I'll have, if I'm doing, like, artwork or something, I might be listening to podcasts because I don't need to read. If I have to read or something, then I might be listening to, like, instrumental music. music. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's always, like, some kind of hum in our life. Mm-hmm. But th- I, these humans were more adept at this. They were just better than us. So, Paul calls her out on not accepting her punishment, and she says she's sorry, but she's not a little girl. She's not a baby. She is a woman. And I just have, this is such an awful age. How old is she, Jenny? Is she 15? She's got to be like 14. No, she's like 14. Okay, so she's my kid's age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a terrible age. Oh, go you're flip like, your page. Flip your page. All right, fine. I flipped my page. Jesus. She's not a kid. She's not a grown-up. Yeah. It's like awful purgatory of life. Jane, do you remember those reading books where you read with the audio cassette and then it dinged and that's when you flipped the page? Yeah, I'm going to do a ding yeah. and then I'm going to flip my page. Will that help you edit? <laughs> that's what I feel like you need. All right. So Pa's like, you're not a woman. Like, what are you talking about, Half Pint? And she's like, but Monzo doesn't call me Half Pint. He calls me Beth like a woman. And Pa throws up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> pa is like, what, the, what, what was that? <laughs> Laura asks why he never gave Mary a stupid nickname, and he's like, well, I don't like Mary. So. Mary's not his favorite. Mary is Carolyn's favorite. Why Laura should I? Is Pa's know? favorite. Yeah. And I just wrote, I feel this sting as a parent. Like, I'm at the age where the girls don't want to call me mommy anymore. Mm. So we're doing the transition down to mom, and I feel like that's a downgrade. 
but it's happening. I think it's insane that your kids still call you mommy. Well, Jen, I've given them permission. I'm like, call me mom. It's fine. They cannot do it. They just cannot do it. They call me mommy. It's so funny. So he says, Mary's older. She's married. She's a teacher, etc. Laura's like, so if I'm a teacher, I can bang older men? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Done and done. Well, and Charles is like, yeah, that sounds great because he thinks he's buying a couple years with her because it's going to take her several years to become a teacher. But we see the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. So then we get a Charles and Carolyn in bed scene, which I love. And they're talking about Almanzo. And Carolyn tells Charles, Laura's in love. And Charles is like, no way. That dude no is way. in his 20s. Nah. Poppy love. And Charles is like, or Carolyn's like, she wouldn't be the first girl to have a crush on an older guy. What are you, jealous? Ooh. And Charles, <laughs> Charles literally goes, I'm just a concerned father worrying about some old man. Creeping on my daughter, calling her Beth. Yeah. He weird. calls him an old man. <laughs> I mean, he, to be fair, he's probably, what, 10 years younger than Charles? 15 years yeah. younger than Charles at yep. the most? Yep. So the next day at school, Laura hangs around and she's visiting with Eliza Jane. You know, the miser, according mm. to Little House. So she... Did you catch this, though? Did you catch Willie Wright and I will not talk in class on the board? Mm-hmm. And then she Were makes, you triggered, eh? She Were you make, triggered? Yeah, I was. She makes him erase it and start all over again. I'm like, I feel that. So Laura's asking about the teaching exam, and there's no age limit. And Eliza Jane says, you need to get your school graduation certificate first. There's no age. There's no minimum age. Right. But you should wait another year at least. And Laura's like, look, I need this done yesterday. I need to seal the deal. Will two weeks work? I need to bang your brother's dad. <laughs> and Eliza Jane's kind of stunned, but she's also like... Like, I detected some annoyance. She's like, you think this is easy? No, Okay, fine. All right. Mm -hmm. So Eliza Jane finally agrees and tells Laura, the test will be comprised of vocabulary, mathematics, and history. Jane, do you pronounce the E in the middle of mathematics? Do you say mathematics? Or do you say mathematics? Mathematics. I always say mathematics. Mm, You aren't very good at it, so. (laughs) I don't even know how to fucking say it. All right, so we also get Willie writing on the board. All right, so now we have Laura heading over to see Manly. Every time I write Manly, I want to vomit. Then write Almanzo. No, too hard, too much work. So she apologizes for the stunt with the cinnamon chicken. She apologizes for almost poisoning him. Yeah, pretty much. Although it was just hot and it was only Cajun seasoning. I know, it wouldn't have killed him. She's like, I meant it as a joke for Nelly. And he's like, no big deal. I wanted to get out of there anyway. Cue the soft music. Laura's like, really? Really? You want to get out of there? And then she runs home, but stops by her tree where she carved her initials, kisses his initials, and says, thanks for not being mad. Love you. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on this, Jen? I have an index card. Okay, I walked right into that one. <laughs> so, my index card is how much of this was true about Almanza Wilder. Ooh, this is a good one. Okay. So, we're back on Almanza Wilder because we did we did the Dean Butler card in the first episode. We did. And, you know, that wasn't real interesting. So, so Almanza, the real Almanza Wilder is actually smoking hot. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll put a picture of him. Okay. All right. Actually smoking hot. Almanzo, like, way, way handsomer than Dean Butler. Yeah, why didn't they pick, like, a sex symbol? Like, throw a Rob Lowe in there. Oh, he was too young. <laughs> yeah, he would have okay. been, like, probably more appropriate for and her And Michael Landon was not going to let that happen. No. 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 All right. Almanzo was born the fifth of six children, so he's a middle child like Laura, mm-hmm. second to last like Laura. His siblings were Laura Ann, Royal, Eliza Jane, Alice M., and Pearlie. So Eliza Jane was actually his sister. Laura and Amanto met in Desmet, Desmet, South Dakota. That's where like yeah, all Desmet. their stuff. Yep. That's where all their stuff happens. Like I don't know why they just didn't set this TV show there instead of Walnut Grove because they were in Walnut Grove for like a hot second. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I um, say Mimi field trip to Desmet. The Wilders left Burke, New York, where Almanzo was born. So Eliza Almanzo Royal traveled there and moved to Desmet, and that's where he met the Angles. The Angles were like. Extreme pioneers there. They were like one of the first families in that territory. It wasn't even a town yet. Like that that's the town it became. Would you remember that Timmy visited Elmazo's yes. childhood home and in sent Burke. us a picture? Yes. Yep. 
And uh, Eliza Jane was indeed Laura's teacher. That's mm-hmm. true. Okay. And I guess she was like really like pushed Almanzo around and was like really mean to him and stuff. Really? Yeah. Laura talks about it in Farmer's Boy. Farmer's Boy, which is about um, isn't it Almanzo's just Farmer life. Boy? Farmer Boy is that yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's about his life. It's oh, about his okay. early life. Okay. Yeah. Um, he began dating Laura when he was when she was fifteen and he was twenty five. Okay. I mean Again, that was common then. That was fine yeah, then. Yeah. That was yep. more common then. Yeah. Like so this isn't the we're not, like, we're probably... not gonna we're not gonna cancel Alonzo. <laughs> it was fine. It was appropriate. Um Wilder would drive Laura Ingalls back and forth between Dismet and Oh wait, hold on. I don't like how you're saying Dismet. I feel like you're saying dismet. 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 It's D-E, isn't it? Dismet? Dismet. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no, we're having that thing. What's it called? (laughs) When you say it too many times and now it sounds weird? He drove her to a new settlement 12 miles outside of town where she was teaching school and boarding. So I remember those episodes. Do you remember when she got that teaching assignment, like, far away, and she would go out, like, for the week and come back? No, the only teaching assignment I remember is Whisper Country, and I'm still scarred by it. No, Laura had one, too. It wasn't, like, the same thing that happened as married but laura had one too three years later later they were married on august 25th 1885 um other fun facts about almanzo so almanzo and a school chum of laura's named ed garland who we never hear about saved the pioneers of dismet in the blizzard of 1880 and 1881 by walking 12 miles in between blizzards to haul 60 bushels of wheat on sleds from a nearby farm holy shit what's with this 12 miles i don't know when Helmanto is his real name, Laura talks about where he got it in Little Town on the Prairie. Quote, it was wished on me. My folks got the notion that there always had to be an Almanzo in the family because way back in the time of the Crusades, there was a wilder, a wilder went to them and an Arab saved his life, El Manzoro. Mm. The name was El Manzor. The name was later changed in English to Almanzo. Okay. That sounds, so, I don't even know what that means. So I don't know what those Laura, words mean. So did Laura and Almanzo have any children named Almanzo? No, they had one daughter, Rose. Yeah. They, only they did girl, have a right? son. They did have a son that died. Yeah. He was unnamed. Ooh. And they never talked about it again. Why would you? Of course they didn't. Why would? Okay. All right. Good. Thank you, Jane. That was actually interesting and useful. Oh, you're turning your page. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. All right, so Laura is apologizing. She runs home. She kisses the tree. Now we're back at the dinner table that evening. And Charles is like, this is flat out ridiculous. Why are you in a hurry to graduate? And Laura's like, I want to be a teacher. And Charles is like, half pint, you're too young to be an adult, and you're too young to be a teacher. Like, what? what is happening here? Right. Laura reminds Charles that he was working when he was 12. Now, there is some brilliant comic relief from Albert here. Yes, there is. Who keeps chiming in, and Charles keeps yelling at him. And it's pretty good. It's a good scene. We get a little, like, you know, filling out of Albert as as his role in the family gets bigger. So Charles is like, look, I had to quit school and, and support the family. That's a man's job. That's what men do. Carolyn's like, um, excuse me. Excuse me, Charles. I know you don't like it, but there's a woman supporting this family right now, oh, and you're looking snap. at Oh, snap. Oh, snap, Carolyn. Yeah. That was like, awesome. Ooh. That was awesome. So she said, I don't want Laura to be a teacher either, but it's not because she's a woman. She's dun, like, dun, dun. I just want her to be older. Right. So Laura says she just wants a chance. And Carolyn's like, you don't even have the books, but you know who does, Jen? Nellie. When are course. we going to learn? When are right. we going to learn? I talk about that later. But when the other thing is like, learn? this is a problem that's going to solve itself. Like, just let her fail the test. Yeah, just let her Like, fail there's no test. way she's going to pass both of these tests with flying colors. We're talking about Laura. We're not talking about Mary here. Jenny, that's not very nice. So, all right. Pa relents and Laura's like, hey, one more thing, Pa. When we're around other people, can you call me Laura or Beth? Like, Beth, ill, I'm not going to call you your sex name given to you by your okay. uh, pimp. No. I'm okay. just going to call you Laura. That, that sex worker named Beth. That's hot. <laughs> All right. So, at Nellie's, 
Laura is begging her for the books, and Paul literally, or Nellie literally says to her, I want you to beg me for my forgiveness. Like, because Nellie, you know, she's still pissed about the cinnamon chicken. Right. And I just wrote, Laura, I can't even believe you're this fucking stupid. Like, come on. I feel like these are the years where their relationship got really, like, real, real bad. Like, when they're fighting over boys for real. Like, they're fighting over, like, potential husbands and not just, like, the boy with the trumpet or the boy with the, like, science experiment. Don't forget some of the terrible shit Nellie has done. She's been a monster. And who, like, when is Laura going to learn? I don't know. When is Laura going to learn? I don't know. So Nellie agrees to give her the books, but does not give her the history book. And Laura's like, why? I need the history book. And Nellie's like, oh, Miss Wilder's a lying bitch. Like, she lies about, it's a, all the teachers are in on this racket. They tell you that history's on it, so you'll focus on that. But really, they just don't want you to be a teacher. They don't want to right. be replaced. Okay. So Laura believes this, and I wrote, this is just proof that she's not mature enough to be a teacher. Exactly, because no one would believe that. No, nobody would believe this. So now we get the Laura studying her ass off montage. I literally wrote the exact same words. (laughs) The Laura studying her ass off montage. (laughs) So the next day, the whole family's headed into town. I don't know. I thought Carolyn worked every day except Sunday, but she's just heading into town. Yeah. Charles is still in a sling. He still has his arm in a sling. His right arm is in a sling, correct? Correct. Yes. I still don't know my right from left sometimes. Um, Laura stops over to the feed and seed. Tells Manly yep. she's taking her test today. Taking her big test. Jen, of the creepiest things you've ever witnessed on television, on a scale of 1 to 10, where does Almanzo kissing her on the forehead for good luck's place with you? 105. <laughs> Wait, what's the scale? A 1 to 10? Yeah. 105. She goes, I'm taking my test today. Wish me luck. He goes, I'll do you better. Here's how his voice sounds on camera like this. I'll do you one better than that, Beth. Come here. I'll give you the yell. That's not how he sounds. Kissing. I mean, I'm not a fan of his, but that's not how he sounds at all. <laughs> he sounds like a vaudeville puppet. Well, he like talks like, well, okay, Beth. Well, like he talks okay, like that. Beth. I'll g- Come here. I'll well, that's give you closer. Kiss. Now, my. But first of all, they're basically strangers. Yes. Right? Yes. And if somebody was like, I'll give you a kiss for luck, like, I would think they were macking on me, of course. Yes. and Because my... why would a grown-ass adult man kiss a 14-year-old on the head? It's gross. It's weird. If she was, like, five, I don't know, might be okay. And but what, like, just seems odd. Let's leave out of it that it's probably not clean. But now we have this happening, and my closed captioning said, a buzzing sound. What? A buzzing sound. What? <laughs> no, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I probably heard the sawmill in the background. I don't know, but is he kissing like a bee? Is he a bee now? All right, so Caroline... Oh, and then I wrote, um, Nellie sees this. She comes over and tells Almanzo that she's making oatmeal cookies, and she'll bring them to his house after work. Notice he's eating an apple, and we have some ASMR here. I know. I don't know what's with him and apples. It's gross. Like, he's always eating a friggin' apple. It's so annoying. So You know who else is always eating an apple? Who? Roy Kent. Roy Kent does eat some apples. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So Charles drops, or Carolyn drops Charles off at the mill to visit Jonathan, which I thought was funny. Like, here, I'm dropping you off. Like, get out of the house and do something, please. <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, now would be their time to bang. Like, the kids are all in school. Put Grace down for a nap. Have at it. She's just like, please go visit Jonathan for a while. Yeah. So in school, Liza Jane gives Laura the test and two hours to take it. And once Laura looks at the exam, her face drops. So we know there's history on it. Yep. Laura raises... And apparently she knows zero history. She knows zero history. Just out of the box. Laura raises her hand and she's like, wait, there's history on this test? And Eliza Jane is like, yeah, I told you there was She's like, hello, we talked about this. Hello, you're going to be a teacher. You need to know some history. Yeah, yep. So, Nellie, gra- unless you want to go teach in Texas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, did you see the recent headlines from Texas? No. One of the school administrators somewhere demanded that if you're teaching books on the Holocaust, you must present oh, the opposing view. I did see that. Guys, we can all be on the same page that there's Come no on. opposing view to the Holocaust. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Nellie grabs 
Carolyn's oatmeal cookies. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a way to a man's heart, Jen, it might be through Carolyn's cooking. He yes, heads, I agree. She heads over to Almanzo's, and he's completely blowing her off. And he's like... Beep! Beep! It was more of... It was a softer tone. It was like, ding! Ding! <laughs> ding. So he's like, why don't you make me lunch? I have some fresh kidney beans in the house. Make me some lunch, and no, then no, I'll no, eat no, the cookies no, no. with you. Not fresh kidney beans. Oh, fresh, fresh kidneys. kidneys. Oh, yes. right. Okay. Fresh kidneys. Okay. <clears throat> okay. From who? Who did he murder? Well, and I feel like that's a way of saying, when it comes to cooking, that's a way of saying, like, you have to know how to cook that. Like, that's not something you're just going to easily fake and whip up. you got to know what you're nope. doing kidneys. Yep. 100%. So Nellie's like, I'm not making your kidneys. Goodbye, She's like, bye. Bye. So at school, the test is over. Laura throws the test on the She's desk. Fucked. She's says, totally fucked. don't even bother grading this. I know I failed. And then yep. she runs to the creek to sulk. Can we discuss that she runs out crying from a test she's taken to prove that she's an adult? Yep. She acts like an adult several times in the same way. So Nellie, now Laura's sitting there crying on the bank of a river, like you do as an adult. Like you do. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was at the New York Botanical Gardens yesterday mm-hmm. at the Kusama show. Kusama show. And uh, this kid like ran over by the tree. He was probably like, nine maybe nine ten mm-hmm. and just like dropped down behind the tree and just was like sobbing oh like tantrum like tantrum did you attempt to help him no okay. no okay his parents are right there like they obviously caused this <laughs> okay. i'm not gonna go near someone's kid you know where they'll he, attack you you know where you can go to see adults cry target mm. parking lot <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so at school, no, we did at school. Okay, so Laura suddenly sees Nellie coming around the the Coming pond. from Almanzo's house. Mm-hmm. She's coming dun, dun, from dun. Almanzo's, and she's like flaunting it. And yep. Laura confronts her, and all of a sudden she pushes Nellie into the pond and starts kicking her ass. They're like mud wrestling. They're mud wrestling. Yep. Just then Almanzo comes across them, and he's like, hey, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> That's how he sounds like. <laughs> He's. I can't do the voice. It's like, hey, Beth, what's going You're on? You're going to have to work on that because this is horrifying. <laughs> no one wants to listen to this. Someone just drove off the road. <laughs> I never said imitations were my strong. I, I'm actually not talented at all when it comes to that. So maybe don't do them. I just feel like I have to convey to the Mimis what's happening here. Okay. Okay. So Almanzo comes across it and he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? So he runs down. He breaks it up, but he could give a fuck about Nelly. He <laughs> so grabs he Laura. He Nelly laying in the mud. He grabs Laura and he's like, let's go back to my place and you can dry off and clean up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you think he did that because he's macking on Laura? Or do you think he did that because Laura is the child and Nelly's a, a grown-ass adult that attacked her? I think he's macking on Laura. Because Nellie's not that old, No, right? like there's not that like much 16. of a separation. Yeah. No. It's not like uh, Laura was in a fight with Miss Foster in the park. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so Nellie's covered in mud and we see her and she's pissed. And we all know when Nellie's pissed, look out. All, all hell's mm-hmm. going to rain down. Yeah. So now we have this scene where Jarls, Jar- that's their couple name, Jonathan <laughs> Charles, Charles. Charles. <laughs> Charles and Carolyn are hanging out in the kitchen at Nellie's when Harriet comes in freaking out. She's like, look at Nellie. Nellie's standing there covered in mud. And they all laugh hysterically. Hysterically. Instead of Mm -hmm. sending her home to get clean, Mm -hmm. she parades her around the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Nellie's like, your daughter did this. And Carolyn's like, what? What? And Nellie's like, oh, yeah. And I saw Laura kissing Almanzo. And now he took her back to his place on his buckboard. I don't, even know, I don't know what that means, but it sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you right. want to get on my buckboard? Like, if my kids were with some guy in a buckboard, I'd be <laughs> looking out. So Charles is like, Jonathan, shook. I need a ride. <laughs> Basically, Pa is like, this is the project I've been looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to beat Almanzo within an inch of his life. And Harriet... Is here for it. Harriet She's loving it. is 
actually she literally smiles yep yes yep all right so at Almanza's, then we get a rider we get a rider die shot we do get a rider die shot when they're on the wagon riding away at Almanzo's, Laura's in his robe. Jenny, I cannot tell you how well I remembered this. Like, this was one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. So, Laura's in his robe, sitting in front of the fire, and they're having this very nice talk about the test. He tells her, look, my dumb sister had to take that test three times. Don't feel (laughs) sorry for yourself. My sister's dumb. Don't worry, you'll pass it. And I have to say, like, a 14-year-old sitting in a robe in your house, dude. Question Not a good things. look. Right. Not a good look. Not a good look. Not a good look. Mm-hmm. So Laura's feeling a little better and smiling, and then we get a knock at the door. <laughs> Wait. Can we just discuss what's wrong with Almanzo's hair? I don't know. I feel know. like in these shots, like, what's Jenny, that hair do? Jenny, hold on. I have a real, I dug real deep for this one. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. She has the same hair as our elementary school librarian, Miss Mrs. Pazwinski. Who has the same hair? He Alfonso, <laughs> sorry, Alfonso, yeah. Mrs. Pazwinski. Do you remember it was like a wave yes. and yes. then a bowl? <laughs> it was like there was a lot <laughs> yes, of things is. happening. Yeah. It is. I it's can't like... even remember her was that her name? I can't believe I remembered it. Because Pancoast so. was the music teacher. Yeah. Pazwinski was the librarian, I think. I think so. Uh Jen, Jen, Ken, Ken Powell, Dieter, come at us. Was it Miss Pazwinski? <laughs> Jen Dieter. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, so the door opens. I have this scene I've already put on Instagram, so go look at our reels. Yes, Jenny. I feel like if you're coming to kick someone's ass, you don't knock. Oh, I think it's the element of surprise. If he bursts in there, he would like he wanted Almanzo at the door so he could just punch. Yeah, that's true. He's luring him there. Yes. So he I would, I would, I would creep around the building, locate him, and then sneak in the back door and attack him. So he opens the door, and Charles comes in with a <laughs> left, like with just a lays, left bam, right in, right in, right like in, super strong. Doesn't even ask a question; just punches. Doesn't, doesn't him. say a word. Doesn't say a word. He opens the door, and literally the fist is coming Guys, right in. When I tell you, this is one of the hottest scenes. Oh come on! Ever captured on film. <laughs> You guys, you guys, I know that we have a segment of our listeners who are on my team for this. No, this Make is your not voices hurt. Why, because Make your voices he's hurt. He's punching some dude that had that did nothing wrong. He he's just bored and needs a project, and he's we getting involved care. in everyone's business. Like this isn't like when he was punching the people who attacked Mary. Like that was real. That was amazing too. This is like he created this whole fucking drama himself. Jenny, it is still hot. Guys, make your voices heard. Come at her. All right. So then he's like, get up, get up. And then he punches him again. <laughs> Into and the like, stairwell. Now, I will say this. Almanzo could beat the shit out of Pa. He's oh, there's bigger no question. than him. There's he's no question. younger than he, him. He doesn't have a hand in a sling. He do, he's not in a sling. Yeah. But, he doesn't but have broken Charles ribs. just beautifully executed the element of surprise in this. I mean, well, and to, to Almanzo's credit, he doesn't get up and beat the crap out of this old man. No, he doesn't. I think he's like, you know, I, I understand what's happening here. So then Ride or Die comes in. Fake Ride or Die comes in. <laughs> Wannabe Ride or Die. He comes in and he's like, Charles, stop! Because, I mean, if there's anyone you want in your corner, it's Jonathan Garvey, who's yes. like seven feet tall. Yeah, because he could kick the shit out of both of them. Although I feel like Ride or Die is so fucking scrappy and crazy, Mr. Edwards, he could just beat the piss I out mean, of anybody. Mr. Edwards is a pretty big dude, too. I mean, he's not as big as Garvey, but he's not small. But I feel like Mr. Edwards is lacking the, the kill switch. Yeah, I You agree. know what I mean? Like, I he's agree. just going to keep going. <laughs> well, and he's got the whole street <laughs> thing down like Albert. Yes, yes. All right, so anyway... Um, Charles starts yelling, why is my daughter here in your, in your robe? And Laura's like, oh my oh, God. Shit. Like, I was in a fight and he helped <laughs> me. And Almanzo's <laughs> like, dude, she's just a little girl. I'm not into this. And Charles is like, oh my God. Oh my God. Mr. Wilder, I'm so he's sorry. Like, he's my like, bad. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, I, I thought you were into this little girl, you know, this little immature girl. And Almanzo's like, I don't like that little girl. She's a little girl. Like, they, they say it 15 times. Laura 
the mature grown woman that she's trying to display herself as starts screaming both of you stop it i'm not a little girl i'm a woman and i hate all of you and she runs she off. says oh, she says i'm a woman a woman and i hate all of you and i'm like i'm gonna like use that <laughs> and like the next meeting i'm in with all men i'm gonna use that jenny you need to use that like when you're leaving the subway <laughs> <laughs> So Charles leaves, and this is the best part. Wait, Laura Like, you know how they have all the beautiful quotes of, like, Laura Ingalls White? Like, home is the nicest. I'm going to do this one. I'm a woman, a woman, and I hate all of you. Laura Ingalls Wilder. Like in the nice prairie. Yep. There you go. Get on that. We need need merch. Merch alert. Maybe I'll needlepoint it. Yeah. Merch alert, Jen. But this is the greatest part. So they leave. And Charles goes to Jonathan, see you later, Jonathan. And he leaves him there. <laughs> Didn't Jonathan drive him yes. there? <laughs> and Jonathan's looking at Alfonso like, uh, uh what's up? <laughs> sorry about that, man. Jesus Christ. Okay, so then. Ding, ding, ding. That's better. Okay. So then Carolyn arrives. Carolyn comes upon the scene. <laughs> Carolyn's like, I had to leave work because <laughs> you're off work. And you can't keep yourself occupied, and there's always a, there's a pile of shit following you around everywhere. You're yes. now picking up on the greatest thing of all, or the mm. most obvious injustice here at all. Carolyn was at work with Grace. Yeah, she has to bring Grace to work, even though Charles is not working. Uh, Charles is home. Yeah, because Charles Charles has nothing to do, and he can't be trusted to watch anyone because he just goes meddles in everyone's business and hangs out the mill, and everybody's just like, "Dude, have you fucking healed yet? Like, what is going on?" So, Carolyn's like, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> Wait, and what did he say he did? He, He's like, did, uh, kind he of acted, overreacted. No, he acted with haste? Yeah, I think he said he acted with haste. Because she asked yeah. him not to act with haste. Yes. So, at home, Laura, still wearing the robe. So, did she yes. run home in the robe? Well, the clothes were in the washing machine, I guess. Yeah, but she ran home in the rope. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So she's home and she's sobbing and Carolyn comes up to her. Carolyn's got to clean this up. Carolyn's got to clean up this fucking mess. Jesus Christ. She's got to get Charles back to work. (laughs) So she comes up. They have a talk about acting like a, oh, this is great. Carolyn's like, why are you crying? And Laura's like, "Ah, I'm an adult. And Carolyn's like, are you an adult? Because you're not (laughs) acting like one. It was good. Who hasn't cried because they're an adult, right? I mean, like, at least once a week. Right. Again, do a lap in that Target parking lot. Let me know how many mothers you see in their cars crying. Who has been crying lately because they're an adult? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Carolyn talks to her, and Laura admits she's in love with Almanzo. And Carolyn tells her to go apologize to Charles. She's like, Char- like, your father's feeling so shitty about himself out there, blah, blah, blah. So Laura tells her, I will make Almanzo see me as a woman someday because I love him. Jenny, she laid eyes on him twice. I mean, that's what it was then. I guess. You like pick someone decent. You're like that person. That's it. <laughs> okay. All so right. You had all this choice. <laughs> so Carolyn says, okay, just don't, don't tell your pa that yet. Like, let's let that. Well, on. I like when she says that <laughs> Laura's a... Laura's a girl acting like, trying to act like a woman, and Pa's a man acting like a little boy. Yep. <laughs> and she goes, the difference is your Pa would admit it. Eh, no, he wouldn't. Eh, he yeah. thought of it again. Yeah. So Laura finds Charles at the creek. Again, she's still in the rope. Yeah, what's up? I, I don't know. So they apologize to one another. They agree this was all Nellie's fault. But did you notice they had a game of whose fault is this? They did. They did a whose fault is this. They totally had a game. They already did this work for us. And it was at the end. And and we don't even need to elaborate on it because they landed on the correct answer, which is this was Nellie's fault. No, I disagree. Okay. Laura suggests she make lunch and they go fishing. And Pa's like, you got it half pint. Or he goes, okay. And she goes, that's half pint to you, Pa. Okay. So now we get a voiceover, and Laura says, I took Ma's advice, and I didn't say anything more about Almanzo. I guess I knew I'd always be half-pint to Pa, but I also knew I would someday become Laura Ingalls Wilder. Dun-dun-dun! Done. Done. Jenny, whose fault is this? It's Laura's fault. You don't think it's Nellie's fault? Why do you think it's Nellie's fault? 
Because what Nellie did to Laura caused Laura to beat the shit out of her, which caused the fight, which caused the misunderstanding. What caused Nellie to do what she did to Laura? Oh, Laura doing the cinnamon chicken. Mm. This was... Laura had to expect retribution from that. But why Nellie is not the forgive, forget and forgive type. But why did Laura do the cinnamon chicken? Because she was jealous that she was talking to Almanzo. Probably because Nellie recorded her saying she liked a boy and played it. That was the like entire five class. years ago. Laura was jealous some that Nellie was macking ne- on. Some wrongs can never be righted. That she was macking on Almanzo. She was jealous. Nellie, she wanted to wreck their relationship. No, whatever. Okay. 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 I'm not okay. saying that what okay. Nellie did was okay. okay. But Nellie was trying to like court Almanzo, which he was going to not. Which be... he's more appropriate to her age, yes. by the way. Yeah. Yes. And Laura tried to wreck that with the whole chicken incident. And then the Laura thought Nellie forgave her the and c- trusted her like a fool. The cin- because of course Nellie's going to get revenge. The cinnamon chicken incident of 1874. <laughs> All right, guys. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on a theme or a lesson or some nugget we took from the original airing or on the rewatch. Think about how it affected us as children, maybe shaped us into the crazy, uh, maniacal adults that we are today. We call it our wides designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why we were afraid to introduce our significant others to our parents. Oh, Okay. Because, like, in, we were in afraid Dad was going to run in with the left hook. Like, or in what? all these shows, I feel like that was a reoccurring theme in a lot of shows of, like, the overprotective dad is going to, like, punch out the boyfriend. More so, like, for women and boyfriends. Well, it's, and... it's all tied up in that purity culture. It's gross. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yes. Like, Charles is defending her purity. I have to defend her virginity. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. There, that's. That was like such a theme that we were fed constantly that like we needed, like we need to be protected from the boyfriend, from other men by our father. Like this, you know, it's the whole thing of like women are helpless. So let me tell you a story. I fell victim to this over the weekend. Over the weekend. So I picked Samantha up from, Samantha and P went to a football game. I picked them up. Samantha was sobbing. She, She did one of those, like I've been holding it in, gets in the car and breaks down sobbing. I'm like, what's wrong? You're like, what What the hell? This isn't Target parking lot. <laughs> right. Not You're like, wait, let me go to Target parking lot. <laughs> no, no children are allowed there, Jenny. Oh, just, it's only adults just, sob yes, there. Yes, just adults okay. sob there. Children can sob wherever they wherever want. Wherever they want. So um, Samantha's sobbing. And I'm like, what's wrong? She said, this kid who doesn't go to our school, who, you know, we only kind of know, you know, through other people, was at this game and we were all fooling around, joking around. And I took his hat. And he freaked out and pushed me real hard. And I flew backwards and I skid my back on the pavement. And like, it was really bad. She's like, it was a very violent response and it really scared me. And I'm like, where the fuck is he? Where is he? You know, but the police, I guess, came and escorted him out. Wow. But my first instinct, and I said this to her, was, where was your boyfriend? Why didn't he do anything about this? No, 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 no. No. So then after I calmed down, I realized what I had said because her boyfriend was like, Samantha goes, my boyfriend is like a foot tall, shorter than this kid. Like he would have had his ass kicked by this guy. Oh, I feel like like, mm -mm. Samantha's pretty tough. But my question is, where are the adults? Now, wait. So here's something. So I said, Samantha, I'm really sorry I said that. I said, your boyfriend should not have to protect you. No. I don't know why I said that. I said, I think it was just a like a learned response. And I said, you can protect yourself. You should have punched him in the face. And P goes, I went over to him and I got in his face. Like, that's who stood up for her was her sister. Well, they're, I mean, and I'm like, they're Good. kids. There should have been adults here. Like, well, what I the mean, hell? They're 15. It's a, it, it's a football they're game. They're 14. Most of these kids are 15. My kids will be 15 in a month. They're at a football game, like a high school football game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is what they do. But my my learned response was to say, why didn't your boyfriend defend you? Yeah. That's That's bad. That's bad. That's real, real bad. So, like, and this is... That's a bad message. We, like, pretend I didn't say that. Well, this is my parenting style. Like, I'm very open with the girls. So, like, later that night, I went through the whole thing of how that was a learned response and... You should be able to defend yourself, and here's what you do if this happens again, and da 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 
But it's not like you have to, I think you have to remove gender roles from it and say, you should help somebody in need. Like yes. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. Yes. Like people should step in if there's something going on. Well, and her sister did. Yeah. And like, it I, doesn't have to be like, you know what I mean? Like every, like we should as a society have responsibility for that. But I wanted to make sure that I saved, that I prevented the narrative of her boyfriend was a wimp who didn't defend her. Yeah. So I said to her, I appreciate that your boyfriend recognized that in the moment, another person getting beat up by this kid was not going to solve anything. You know what I mean? And so he did the right thing by, I guess he's the one who got the police over there. Or right. right. I said he did the exact right That's thing. That's the right thing And to I do. want you to yep. understand that. So we kind of had that talk. But um, this is going to lead Well, in- and it would be one thing if like he was beating her up and like people had to pull him off of her. Like if, right. but like he pushed her and it was kind of like done for the most part so yeah. get get somebody like don't don't further escalate it if you don't have to right but i'm telling you this is the bullshit that was bred into us no oh, there's no question there's no question like jenny it was like a reflex in me first of all i That's want crazy. to beat the shit out of him but my second reflex was why right. didn't your well, boyfriend that, i mean that instinct makes sense that's a though. parental like a instinct. parent always yeah. is gonna yep. have that instinct of yep. course all right, so this is kind of tied to my why. So this is why I romanticized the older man thing, 100%. Because of Manly and Laura? I remember their relationship. I even said to you, like, I remembered so much around Manly and Laura. You were so affected by television. so affected by this. <laughs> well, don't forget I read the books, too, many times. That's right. That's I was right. really yeah. affected by their love story, and I don't know why, and... I need to really work on this in <laughs> Like, you know, I, I've never I mean, shied away. I mean, add it to the list. I've never shied away from the fact that I like older men. But is this where it started? Like, because it was so romanticized? Like, it was the star-crossed lovers that they couldn't well, be together? Maybe, like, if you had that constant message of, I need protection, I need protection. Like, you might yeah. look for somebody that's more of, a, like, a father figure. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because that was the, like, that was the I, whole... Both of my husbands don't fit that bill. So both I... of them were your age, too. They yes. were older. Yes. So, well, my first, first husband was, was like... A little bit of, slightly older. Like, yeah. slightly. Like, two years. Yeah. Yeah. They're but... all roughly your age. They all, all of your husbands were your age. Yeah, I never snagged one that was, like, ten years older than me. Yeah. But... So, like, even though you felt that way, you didn't actually live out that fantasy. No, but I've always been attracted to, like, you and I have had this talk. One of, like, one of the only men younger than me I find attractive is Harry Styles. <laughs> well, yeah. Who doesn't? He's like 27. Too. Literally, that's it. Harry Styles, no one else. But, like, when I was growing up, like, I was into, like, John Lennon, you know, who was significantly older than me and dead. And dead. and dead he was a corpse isn't it funny that now i'm older than him hmm. yeah do you ever think about this is pretty morbid but i'm gonna bring it up oh god do you ever think about like trigger warning guys we're gonna talk about death for a minute do you ever think about <laughs> people who've died young and like there's no footprint of them digitally well it depends on who they are well john lennon it does not apply but i'm talking right. about friends of ours yeah like, yeah. I was listening to the episode where There's I talked nothing. about Shane dying when I was a senior. Mm-hmm. She does not exist on social yeah. media. Mm-mm. That's so weird. I mean, the only thing that there might be could be digitized obituary, maybe. Maybe. But, like, you had two friends die in high school. Mm-hmm. There's no record of them. Nope. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Like, people die now, and there's, like, they turn their there's Facebook pages into... Yep memorials and da, 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 da. like it's so weird i was thinking about that the other day john lennon you know he's, well, he's forever fam- anybody famous right but he's forever 40 he's forever 40 yeah that's it that's what happens when you die at 40 it's You're weird never it's weird i don't like it i don't like it all right you don't so- think about death too much do you um i do i think about death a lot but here's the thing I don't think about death in the same way since I became a parent. Okay. Because it doesn't matter to me. Like, I only want to live long enough to see my kids become adults and, and know that they're okay. And then whatever happens, happens. And then whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Like, when you're a parent, you're ready to lay down your life like that. 
I mean, I feel like when you're not a parent, whatever happens, happens. (laughs) I can never, I don't have that perspective. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's like, whatever, like, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. But I mean, I think we all kind of thought about death in the last two years. Like, I was, there was points I was terrified during the pandemic. Where I was like, oh, shit, maybe I should start looking for that older guy now and live out that dream finally. Okay. I'm just kidding, Timmy. Just kidding. Let's see if Timmy listens. Timmy listens. He listens. He does not. He does. Hi, honey. I hope you're having a good day at work. Yes, he does listen. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad I know that now. Yeah, say say hi to him. (laughs) Hi, Timmy. I will not say anything bad about you now that I know you're listening. Of course he listens. He supports me. Well, I mean, they're supporting you and then listening to every single episode. I mean, that's a big... He listens. Stretch. Oh. Whatever. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. So, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? And you know because we already recorded it. We know because we already <laughs> recorded it out of out of order. And it is called... Let me get my mouth the here. The Family, Family Tree. Tree. And the description... Reads, Albert finds himself unsure of his identity when Miss Wilder assigns the students a family tree project. The trouble is, just as the Ingalls are getting ready to adopt him officially, Albert's long estranged biological father shows up and demands custody of him. Yeah. And his father, spoiler alert, dickbag. <laughs> he really is. All right, Jenny, so anything else before we head out? I don't think so. All right, guys, I feel like we finally got our sound dialed in. So I we think sh- we're good. Yeah. We're in a good place. I think we're good. Hopefully. Finally. Yeah, I know. All right. So thanks for listening. If you want to hear more, um, join us over on Patreon. Also, join our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees, and follow us on Instagram at Gen X This Is Why. All of those links are in the show notes, or you can visit GenXThisIsWhy.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.